All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosen. The show starts now. All right, back in one piece. Although my condo is like 10 minutes from Scotiabank Arena, Rosie had to travel a bit more. But it's the Monday edition of Lease Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosso. How are you, Rosie? What's happening? Pretty good little week, wasn't it? It was good to be back and uh, back to Alberta just in time for a dump of snow. Gotta love that. Oh, gotta love that. Uh, You got a a taste of things, luckily for you. So you were gone by Friday, but having gone through the uh, All-Star Weekend a couple times, like a couple days after this thing, you feel like you got hit by a train. So that's where I'm at. Like I was in bed all of yesterday. I feel a bit better today, but man, what, what a great weekend. It was just so cool. It's so unfortunate. I mean, time moves way too fast. Like in the moment, you don't really realize what you're doing and then it's over and we just have pictures to prove it, right? Yeah, just like anything else, man. But I don't know. We were talking about it when we were there. That that buzz was going on in the city. There's so much going on. Everyone's got something happening. There's endless amounts of parties and get-togethers and functions and events and you jump in on what you can and you know schmooze around a little bit see what's happening it's a it's a fun time man and yeah just as quickly as it gets going it's over man it's a quick weekend and the guys are back at her tonight we are and we're back at it as well full schedule ahead here on leafs morning take Uh, lastly just want to thank our friends over at seagram's vo whiskey um the studio is just tremendous over at sponsorship x go back to our youtube page at the leafs nation 401 or podcast just to check out what we did over at the Fairmont Royal York. Anthony Stewart came on, Shane O'Brien, Jackie Redman, uh, Adam Edge Copeland, Frank Saravalli. We put together two shows live on location. Thank you to uh, producer Vic. Outstanding job. Amo Delich, our boss, for just doing a tremendous, uh, you know, look with the with the set and all that. It, it was it was honestly really, really cool to bring it to life, right? That was the first time you and I were together on location 
And I think it brought a bit of a different dynamic, but it was just so cool to be there in person and sort of jive off each other a bit, you know? It was. It's kind of weird. It's like we haven't done an in-person show. I thought we'd bang one out there in Jasper, but uh, it was the weekend. And yeah, it seemed... I don't know. We talk enough and get together. We've seen each other yeah. a few times and it wasn't totally weird, but um, it is easier. It's different being in studio, different vibe, different look, but uh, you know, it's fun to get together and bang out a couple of shows. And like you just mentioned, we had some pretty wicked guests and people coming and going. It was a, it was a wicked little setup. Fun to do. I hope we do it again soon. So I went to the skills competition on Friday. I went to the all-star game on Saturday and on Friday as uh, has become a yearly tradition when I go to the skills competition and we get, we will get Rosie's thoughts on everything. Don't, don't, don't worry, but it's become a yearly tradition where I watch a couple of events and then I stroll down to the concourse and just keep walking around and walking around and walking around and people just talk like that's what you do. You talk on the concourse level during the skills competition on my way down from the 300 level. I locked eyes with Brandon Shanahan. I locked eyes with Sheriff Shanny. And it was like a, it was like a, a three, four second, like lock eyes. Do I like, it's like, Oh, it, it had the feel of like, Oh, you're that douchebag from least warning take. It had the feel who knows if this guy even knew who I was, but there's no question. We're on the radar and we locked eyes. I wanted to tell you that on this show. I haven't told you that since it happened, but it was a very interesting moment. I'm surprised you didn't strip your media credentials on the spot. That would have been my... I didn't uh, have media creds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Everyone must have been cruising around, man. It was, uh, was that barn full, like full, full for the skills? It was, it was, it was. We'll get to that. But it's yeah, impressive. it was uh, lots happening. Lots happening. You ran into the sheriff, man. I don't know what's he... Uh, I'd like to pick their brain. I'd like to pick Shani's brain in particular. Like, what's what's your thoughts, man? Are you happy with things? Like, are you happy where things are? Is this what you expected or are you, are you way below expectations? Are you concerned? Are you freaking out? Are you happy as could be like, that's, that's the main dude. That's the guy that built this thing and, and put his fingerprints and his DNA on this team and built it. And, you know, we do our bitching about this and nothing's ever good enough. And people make fun of the media in Toronto and I understand it all, but that would be the source of it right there. Shani, like honest in your mind, I can read your mind. Are you happy with this? Are you freaking out? Are you pissed off? Is this what you thought? Is this up to your expectations? And if it's not, well, th- there's your answer. That's we can, we can, we can chirp off. We cannot be, you know, we cannot think it's acceptable. We can, we can pick it apart. We can do all those things and it would be justified if you knew what Brendan Shanahan was thinking. And I have trouble thinking that he's sitting there going, oh, yeah, baby, right where we want to be. I just have trouble <laughs> believing that. Sorry. I, I thought it's pretty cool that you spent a career in the NHL, like sticking up for people and fighting their fights. Now, because you live in Alberta, I live here in Toronto. I'm sort of in the in the thick of things. If I have to go down the building and I lock eyes with Brandon Shanahan, he's probably like more responding to like stuff you see on this podcast. We love the hot takes. I think it's great. But that's ultimately what came to my head. I'm like, Somebody has to know. I mean, a lot of the people with the team, they follow us. They know what's going on. But you have some great take, like legendary takes, man. And when we talked to Jackie last week, she had watched your take. Like, uh, and that comes, yeah. I mean, I think it's important to tell all our listeners, like, it's not like me and Rosie rehearsed this. I just throw it to Rosie, I hand the ball off, and you do your thing. I think that's the unique thing about it is, like, it, it's not planned or anything. Well, you know, you've been part of panels or, you know, you know that they're like, okay, who... 
you know, who are you picking? Like say in the Super Bowl, oh, well, I'm going to pick the 49ers. Okay, well, then this person's picking the 49ers. Okay, we need someone to pick the Chiefs. Okay, I'll, I'll pick the Chiefs and it's set up. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you can just see that you're just like, uh, like I know this next guy is going to go against that. And it just seems contrived. I don't think anyone likes that. I wouldn't do this if that's how it was. But I just, I don't know. I'm not always right. I only can say what I think. And it's just based on my experience and, and where I'm at and what I see. It's just very simple. And whether, you know, people will, people love pulling up like <laughs> my points in the league yeah. saying, how can we listen to this more? And it's like, <laughs> I didn't know that points in the league was indicative of having <laughs> an opinion that has any validity to it. So you, you chuckle and you laugh. And it's like, well, if you could only have NHL All-Stars have takes or opinions on anything then it would be a pretty quiet you know world out there in the media so it's just funny but yeah I don't know man we we threw our stuff against the wall I came into it you know being super positive and our first year they, they got to the second round and that's a positive thing I guess but you had your your thoughts on Dubis from the get-go I didn't because I was kind of green to it and fresh getting into the mix and into the mud but I don't know. I'm just not going to do this shit if I can't say what I want to say, what I think. And if it's right or it's wrong or if it turns out to be true, I don't really care. I'm just going to give it the way it is. And and so do you. And that's, the, I don't know, the genuine thing about this type of media is you can do that. Yeah, to be fair, when we did put out our bit of a media release, if you want to call it that, when we launched this show, we said we'll never be short on opinion. So if there's one thing we've lived up to, it's certainly that. At the Least Nation 401, where you could subscribe here on YouTube if you're watching right now. Pound that like button. Hit us with a subscription as well if you haven't done so already. At the Leafs Nation 401, Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcasts as well, brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off of the $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25, all uppercase, by the way. 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So, I figured we go over the weekend first and foremost, and we'll start with the most current news, and that was Saturday. And uh, money was on the line, so the big boys stood uh, stood up. Uh, Team Matthew slash Bieber beats uh, Team McDavid to win the All Star game. I love calling it an All Star game because there's multiple games. It makes no sense. <laughs> I know they mixed it up a little bit, doing something fresh. I mean, I expected the game to be kind of so so. And it was, and it always is. And it's just the nature of the beast, which is fine. I was more into the skills thing this year for whatever reason. But, you know, it's, I just come to the conclusion that it is what it is. There's no, there's no special idea you're going to bring up or come up with that's going to change the nature of this, this game, right? It's a break for the players. There's, they're, they're used to playing for, the Stanley cup and for their team and for millions and millions of dollars and for their careers and their legacies and to get them out there to play for what nothing. Are they going to go hurt themselves by nature? Hockey players aren't hot doggers. They don't want to hoard the spotlight. So they are self deprecating and they make the, the passes and the laughs and the jokes and it is what it is. And it's fine. And you know what? cruising around Toronto and seeing moms and dads holding their kids hands and they got a bag full of you know all-star stuff and Bieber stuff and they're wearing it and they can feel the buzz at the end of the day that is what it's all about um, I think they do their best to try and get you know different ideas to make it fun for everybody all ages all different fan groups but at the end of the day this is a big corporation that is trying to appease lots of people growing the game and um, you know when you hear all the bitching about the all-star game and I haven't been short of that myself 
but they are trying to do it. And I think that this weekend was as good as it can be, I really think. And I didn't have any complaints. I think they got it right and they got it right on on the big stage and the, the center of hockey, really, which is and I think was proven this weekend to be Toronto. I think the cherry on top was just uh, Team Maple Leafs winning. Um, it sure. looked like their backs were against the wall in the first game. They persevered. They found a way. And then they beat Team McDavid. Uh, and uh, we talked about this last week, like what would be the the moment? Well, last year was Matthew Kachuk. This year was Austin Matthews. He, he wins the MVP. And uh, you wonder, I mean, people call me crazy, but you wonder if the Leafs could use this as a bit of a springboard. Feeling good out of the break, come out feel good about yourselves and go on a bit of a run here, you know? <laughs> it not? was the all-star game win that really catapulted the season. Well, dude, I'm just saying, like, last year, it seemed to start for the Florida Panthers when Matthew Kachuk, um, you know, was was everything the all-star weekend. His face was posted around everything, and then the Florida Panthers go on this epic run. I wonder why not. But I, I, I just think it was great to have the exposure there for Toronto. The big, I thought Mar- Marner's hands were fantastic. Uh, Nylander did his thing. Riley did his thing. You know, it's a really, really busy weekend for these guys. And I think they were, were tremendous hosts. I uh, really proud to be uh, from Toronto. Yeah, no question. I mean, it, it, uh, if you were to write the script and choose how it went, you'd choose that, right? hundred percent. It, uh, it went well. The boys look good. They conducted themselves well, handled themselves well, represented the Maple Leafs well. Um, you know, they got the win and, and they were kind of, you know, for the most part, besides, you know, McDavid and the skills and whatnot, it was they were kind of the highlights, which is fantastic. And I think that's what they wanted. And whether that was, you know, planned or what they wanted or not, it's kind of irrelevant. It, it went off without a hitch. And, you know, the, if you were to write the script, I think you'd write it that way. The guys were having fun. It was a good showing. And I think that, uh, you know, the NHL did well. Look at the crowd there. I mean, absolutely slammed full for that kind of thing. And why wouldn't it be right? It's you can't get a ticket to the Leafs. You you can't watch this kind of thing in anywhere, not even Toronto. So when they get the chance, you'd think there wouldn't be a seat in the house. So yeah, overall, a pretty positive experience. You said the jerseys look pretty good in person too, eh? I, I like them, man. Like I'm still trying to get my hands. Uh, I want the yellow one, but I, I thought it was a nice touch to have the Sweden colors and, and Nylander on that team. And I, I think all four Nylander sisters were there. They all each had a different color jersey, but I, I thought it played a TV. I thought it played in person, saw a bunch of those jerseys in person and I know you weren't a big fan of it. Um, usually, I mean, it's always up for conversation, the all-star jerseys, but I had no issue. I, I thought it was, again, from the beginning of this whole thing to the end, I thought it was really well done, as as best as you can make an all-star weekend. And I think from the on-ice conversation, too, it was, it was really good. Guys tried. McDavid did his thing. He showcased his talents. And um, I think, you know, I left all-star weekend wondering how the Leafs can get Clayton Keller and Philip Forsberg and those guys look good with the big boys I won't lie uh, you're already making deals us uh, mixing up the roster as it is eh yeah that's Why what's not? fun about it man get guys playing together see I mean I don't watch you know three games of hockey a night it just doesn't happen so yeah. to see other players play and what they bring and you're like oh yeah that guy is pretty studly or he's better than I thought and look at these two together and you get those you get those ideas going. Imagine Matthews could play with this guy who could get him the puck and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's fun for sure. And that's what it's, that's, what's fun about it. I think the players get that. And I thought the goalies stood out too. Um, yeah. You know, they were, there's some pretty like splitting side to side big time saves that, you know, you'd think they just want to go into butterfly and kind of let the guys score, but they were trying to, and made some big stops too, which I thought was cool. And 
I don't know. The skills thing to me was pretty hilarious. Like dry. I don't know. I guess we can get into it, but like dry yeah. sidle and stuff, trying to shoot those things. And it's just like, it just shows the talent to them. Cause if you sit there and feed a guy, a bunch of pucks and say, hit these things, he's kind of trying, but there's no pressure. And he could like dry side look like I could do better than that. But then you get that guy with no time, no space, basically feet behind the goal line. He could pick a tennis ball sized fucking corner in the middle of a game with NHL defensemen coming down on him with five seconds left on the clock. And he'll pick that thing. It's incredible. I'd just shake your head and go, how do these guys do it in real life? Because Anyone can go do something in practice. Guys always yell at practice when a guy does something. Do it in a game. Do it in a game. You know, if I were to go do something in practice. But I think these all-stars are a different breed. They're the complete opposite. They do it in the game and don't really care about anything else. What did you think of that big-time tantrum pulled by Nikita Kucherov? That's what it was. It was a tantrum. I mean, he didn't really speak to it. But it was a tra- it was a tantrum based on the news coming out of that four nations thing next year and Russia's not in it. Let's, let's be honest. That's embarrassing to me. You're Nikita Kucherov and I'm not here to rip the guy. He's one of my favorite players in the league, but curious to know how you felt about that whole thing. It's just a kind of a bad look. I mean, you, you go to like, say like the pro bowl or the all-star game or, uh, you know, with, baseball some guys in the home run derby and he's just they say he's just taking one-handed swings at it you just <laughs> yeah, look around like well, what's that though don't show up then man like don't i don't know it was it's not great it's kind of ugly some guys were chuckling and i don't know what did, did he announce that like was he interviewed about that like what was that all about because there was more than that event and he tried in the other events did he not it was just kind of that stick handling one that was just embarrassing i don't know why he did it if if it was it's a weird. big stand or a political thing or an FU to the league or whoever, it didn't really come across as making your point. It was just like, why would you do that? You looked ridiculous. Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. And it speaks volumes to who was in the building. It was the real fans, like real hockey fans and real lease fans. Cause they got, they got on him and I had no problem with that, by the way. I know he sort of played to, he did the Hulk Hogan, even in the all-star game, the, the booze rained down and, you know, automatically you go to social media and they're like, least fans should be careful, blah, blah, blah. It's Nikita Kucherov. You could play Tampa, but I had no problems with that. Um, I think it was worthy of, 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 of criticism. Like that, that's all I would say. Like why you're right. Like why pull that shit? Only 12 players uh, partaking in the skills. And I'm sure a couple of the other guys would have been like, that could have been my moment to really showcase my talents. And I get why they pick Kucherov, but it's like if you're gonna pull shit like that, just don't show up. Like don't 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 take part in the skills, you know? It was just weird to me. I just thought it was sort of really, really interesting that he would pull something like that in the skills competition. But all in all, like again, I think it's unique to have you um, you know, Rosie's perspective, uh, watching the game on TV and me watching it in person. Um, I had no issue with the skills competition. I thought the goaltending was at the forefront. Alexander Georgiev was a really, really cool story for me. I thought he was spectacular. He's had an up and down season for Colorado. They're really showcased. Like to see Nathan McKinnon in person is just something different. Um, ditto, obviously, for a guy like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle. And to have all the marquee talents, Rosie, in the, in the same building, I thought was really, really cool. But I was just talking about the goaltending. Big story for me. But I thought the events were really good. Like I... I think that's as good as you're going to get a skills competition. How did it look uh, from your end on TV? How would you think that Connor, like Connor McDavid is heads and shoulders, not heads and shoulders, but he's considerably better than everyone else in the league. Like if anyone has an argument that even Austin Matthews is, or Kucherov is as good or better than, than 
than McDavid. Like you're just, you're kidding yourself. And I mean, he's just better and he's the best. And I was like, let this kid cook, you know, hands, speed, accuracy, like everything that you're doing. He's just the most skilled and talented player that is in the league. And that has been in the league probably since, you know, Crosby's prime and different types of players, but you, I expected him to win and he did. Um, some people were like, Oh, he's everyone else was kind of letting him win. No bullshit. Bullshit. They were, anyone would have taken that thing easily and, and he won it fair and square. Um, it was, it was fun, man, because I don't know. The only, the only gripe I have with it is that it takes like three hours. Like yeah. what about getting like a Broadway production manager to, to run that <laughs> thing through like, okay. And then this, then that, then this, I get, you have to have the players on board to know what's going on, but that's kind of my only gripe I would say with the production side of it is there's way too much downtime and guys are looking around. They don't know what to do or where to go. it's like, even the powers that be in the hosts and the people that are running the thing are like, what the hell's next? And I get, it's a huge show, but you have endless time to prep for it. You, I, I would just like to see it run a little bit smoother so we can just bang that off. And like once one, once one is done, boom, quick interview, boom, the next one's starting, like get it going, get it running smoothly. That's kind of the only thing, but the concept of it, I mean, maybe playing for the, even if they didn't play for a million bucks, that wasn't even the biggest thing to me. Yeah. It's just, it's an overall winner of, of multiple things. Cause there is no winner of the all-star or of the, of the skills competition be- beforehand. It was just yeah. like, this guy has a hard shot. This guy hit all the targets. It, cool. I remember like, you know, if you hit all four tar- targets and four shots, that's kind of like the highlight and it's like, okay, cool. But like, what does that mean? And now they put it all together and and you can like, you can like bet on like who is going to win this thing. It's fun. It's and yeah, Kucherov kind of ruined the the vibe of that and the spirit of it. Whatever his deal was, sometimes Russian guys go off the handle. But uh, overall, totally positive, I think. And I think they'll do something similar to that in the future if they have another All Star game, which it sounds like they're not gonna. Well, it's gonna be a couple a couple years, right? Because they got the best on best four team tournament next year, whatever whatever they're calling it, and then the the um, Olympics in a couple of years. So twenty twenty seven would be the next All Star game. Uh, Eric writes in, I think Buble shared his mushrooms with Cooch. I think that's the the answer uh, we've come to grips with. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty damn good. Stole the show too, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Again, it was a bit of an afterthought, but um, the celebrity captains I thought was a really really cool touch as well. They all did their part. In the weekend, I'm still disappointed I didn't get to see um, Justin Bieber live. He threw a concert with Drew House on Thursday. Just uh, just so disappointed I couldn't get there. The who's who of the hockey world was there, and I could not get there. But, dude, uh, I thought it was great, too, Connor McDavid, man. Like, plant a seed. Plant a seed. That's all I'll say. This this guy is a couple years uh, away, 2026, free agency. Just plant a seed, man. I know it's a pipe dream, but still. Let's not lose sight of the fact of the market the guy's in, where he's from, okay? It's all I'm saying. It's all I'm saying. I don't know, man. I get why people would just laugh and roll their eyes and say, you idiots in Toronto think you are, you know, the sun revolves around you. And I get that. But if Connor McDavid cares about legacy and that type of thing, which it's hard to know what that guy thinks. He doesn't say a whole lot. You just know he's like one-dimensionally driven towards hockey and his craft. <laughs> but he lives in Toronto in the offseason with Dreisaitl, correct? Dreisaitl's uh, significant other is in the area. Okay. And yeah. I don't know. If you if you crunch the numbers, crunch the cap, crunch the the contracts that are coming up, if those guys wanted to, 
they could come to Toronto and it, it would work. It could and would work. They'd have to be communication beforehand from Drysaddle to McDavid saying, if I'm doing this, are you coming right behind me? Because there is a year difference in them, which is unfortunate, actually. But there's ways to clear up our big con- our, our big contracts, um, the cap going up. I could see it happening, but it's all based on do they want to do that? Is Connor going to leave Edmonton? Is he happy there? Does he have a reason to stay there? I feel like if he doesn't win in the next two years, like it's 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 up to it's up to this year on what they do. They're on this, you know, historic run. They look like they're playing phenomenal hockey. They got a hot goaltender, blah, blah, blah. I mean, if they it's a very long road ahead of them, but if they don't get it done and he's in he's there for 10 years, and then he's gonna look back and go, do I stay here? Like for what? I've given them everything I could give them for a decade here. And I know Oilers fans don't want to hear it, but I think they're worried about it. Um, and I think that they could lose both of those guys. And and why not Toronto? Say they got the pieces around them. They are that good. I mean, to have them a part of it, it's <laughs> maybe it's a pipe dream, but I, I think it's more realistic than the naysayers would give it credit for that those two guys could end up sometime in Toronto and try to make like, if they did make a run and win the cup there, it would just be over. It would just be over, man. Like lifelong legends forever and ever until the day they die and their friggin' kids' kids die, man. They would be legends in Toronto for doing that and and for getting it done. Big time pipe dream, I get it, but it's more realistic than I think the naysayers give it credit for. I just love that he kept getting asked, like, what's it like to be here at home for All-Star Weekend? And he's like, I love playing, uh, you know, even mentioned the Leafs fans a couple of times. But I, I think to your point, obviously it's a pipe dream, but I think it's more realistic McDavid than Settle. Obviously, uh, you know, the guy's from here and I get that, but never say never. I think this market is a bit different and I do credit John Tavares being the first to do it. Like if you remember, Rosie, back in your era, not too long ago, a decade ago, nobody really wanted to come to Toronto. It was a different feel. It's like players are like, fuck that. And it's now like they want to be here. It seems to be a destination. Money aside, I get that's a bit of an optic too. But guys want to play on this team. They want to be here. They want to be in the Mecca. Like, it's a different feel, at least. It's hard to say. It's all personality, man. Like, yeah. I just don't see... I just don't see a Jamie Ben coming here and being happy, you know? It's just not... It's, it, guys are cut from different cloth. Like, what's your motivation? Like, like some guys... Is, you know? Yeah, like, some guys' attitude towards hockey is just, like, that's it for me. Like, and, and the same thing with like golfers, you see this live golf and PGA tour thing. And yeah. some guys like Rory McIlroy is just like, this is the tour I wanted to play on. This is where all the history is. This is where the record books are written off of. So this is where I am regardless. And then like a Dustin Johnson is just like, I can play less golf and be with my family more <laughs> and make more money. He's like, it's an absolute no brainer to him. So it's just a different mentality of your career and what it means and if some guys like i'm all about legacy i'm all about you know remembrance and history and putting myself on the map and doing something that lives on when i'm gone that kind of guy would want to come to toronto and try to do something special and there's the other guys that are like why would i go answer the same freaking question to the same dumb media guys every single day and be scrutinized every time i have a hiccup when I could go down to Florida and wear my goddamn flip-flops every single day and hit the golf course after practice. It's just yeah. the mentality, the different people, right? So John Tavares is not the flip-flop guy. He is all business. He's all Mr. Captains. He's all serious. And he's one-dimensionally, like, seems to be built around hockey. And that's great. And that's why he is as good as he is at it and why he's had the career he's had. So 
mentality is, is what is what does it. And I know lots of guys when I was playing there where a buddy, you know, free agency comes around or trade deadline or whatever. And someone would call a buddy and be like, yo, what, what should I do here? And he's like, dude, this is not your this is not your deal, man. This isn't your jam. Yeah. Like, don't come here. And they're like, fuck, they're talking about Toronto. I'm not going there. And other people would be happy to do it. So it's all up to your personality in my mind from what I've, what I've gathered in my time that whether yeah. people love being here or not. I, I would be curious to like even pull a guy like Ryan Reeves. Like, hey, if you had a second go of things, would you come to Toronto? Because just the shitstorm that's caused in itself. Uh, I think it's just curious. It's a, it's a really, really good conversation debate uh, to be had about and i think you're right some players are born for it some are not hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Douglas, named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living. Douglas is loved by more than 200,000 Canadians, and they're backed by over 10,000 five-star reviews. Every mattress order comes with a free comfort sleep bundle, Two memory foam pillows with pillow protectors, one luxurious cotton sheet set, and one mattress protector. That's a $650 value. Yours for free when you order at Douglas Mattress. Now order today at douglas.ca forward slash LMT. That's douglas.ca forward slash LMT. Just getting news uh, from the morning skate as the Leafs get set to host the New York Islanders here on Monday. Uh, Sheldon Keefe says David Camp will not be available this week with an undisclosed injury. He uh, mentions that the MRI finds something that usually takes a couple of weeks to recover, but it's already kind of been a week with the break. He'll be day-to-day after that. That from David Alter on Twitter. So, uh, David Camp, the uh, the latest injury for this team, Rosie. Did he hurt himself on the water slide at Atlantis or what? I didn't hear. He got hurt before the break, but maybe, maybe. (laughs) Such is life. Ah, we'll give some guys uh, give some guys that um, you know can come in and and fill a fill a role there. It's not the the biggest role in the world to fill, but I'm sure there's lots of guys that are into the lineup, the McMahon's, Holmberg's, that type of thing that could come in and uh, and and make some noise and and you know get themselves on the map here post All Star break and have them in the minds of the brass here. So an opportunity for somebody, and yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I hope our injury. Hope our injury problems are kind of, you know, I hope Wall's the biggest one this year. 
It seems like he has been out forever. It seems like it was back in the fall that he was actually playing. And we talked about a high ankle sprain being, you know, taking time, but man, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for like an update here where it's like, he'll be back this weekend or he is now cleared to play. Like I'm looking, I'm looking for that. Gotta be soon here, man. It's gotta be soon. I think it's going to be a couple more weeks. Again, I told you that I went through a high ankle sprain and it's a lot different, obviously, when you're a pro athlete than it is just a casual human and just recovering all that. But it takes a while, man, for your ankle to feel. And then sometimes you have the ability to think you're ready and you're not ready. And that's where I think you can get hurt. And obviously, they're going to take every measure. I think it's perfect. They've already dealt with this earlier this year with Timothy Lilligren, right? And I think it's obviously Carter Hudden says this a lot when he comes on. It's different for a goalie. You're pushing post to post all the time, right? So better safe than sorry. And I think the blessing is that Ilya Samsonov has been playing well. He He's getting the start again uh, against the Islanders here. Yeah, I mean, he has come in and done absolutely everything you could have possibly asked for him to come back. We were talking about that first game back. You know, he gets cleared through waivers, goes down to the Marlies, quote unquote, but doesn't even really play what exactly his routine was, what he was doing down there uh, is anyone's guess. But he comes back up gets announced that he's going to play and it was make or break. It was, this is the most important game of his Maple Leafs career by far. And it is either he's found a way back into the rotation or he's going to be done. It was really that. And that's a, that's a big time pressure packed moment for any athlete, let alone the goaltender, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he stepped in and he, killed it man like he was playing fantastic a complete 180 from what he'd done the whole season he hadn't really even had a 60 minute effort where he's solid and reliable all year long and then he comes in and just rattles off like four in a row so fantastic as good as you could have asked from Samsonov there in his little return but now with this break and the all-star all-star break and it's back to it, it, it it's another one of those little tests I think like yeah does he still have what he had or you know, it, it, I really have got my fingers crossed that, it, you know, the first couple shots, the first period goes well and he can pick up where he left off. I think it's going to be super important to him to have a solid game today because just it, it, it is a big break. It is a big mental reset. Your body feels different. Um, you know, these guys are used to going every single day and you take a big old break like the all-star break off. Um, an athlete comes back and things can automatically be different. So I'm sure he's prepping hard and trying to keep the exact same mindset that he had, but I'm looking for a big outing for him tonight. This curious uh, courtesy, excuse me, uh, Jonas Siegel from Twitter at this point, he's not anywhere close to us considering him for game action. That's Sheldon Keefe on Joseph Walls. So if you're Jeez, expecting man, a return like, anytime. Gonna, what has it been eight weeks? Dude, I'm telling you again, it's hard to compare, I mean, but like, well, you sit on your couch with a bag of peas on your ankle. He's got world-class fucking doctor. No, I, I had like, um, what's it called? Uh, what did they do? I did a bunch of stuff. Like I had like coverage. So I was doing a bunch of stuff twice a week, but you're right. But it, it, it takes a while. Like you just can't get it back to feel, you know? But what is the timeline already, dude? It's been fucking forever. And to hear him say he's nowhere yeah. close is like, I get there. It's just the, I remember this, man. I remember might have been Freddie Anderson when I played uh, with him. He, yeah. he might have had a high ankle sprain. It wasn't with the Leafs. It was like during the lockout. And I was just like, is this guy dead or what is going on? But those <laughs> high ankle sprains, just they're yeah. just like, I can't play. Like it doesn't heal, yeah. right? And I don't know the, the biomechanics of it, but that stupid injury just does not heal, man. And like I said, it feels like Wool has been gone and out since fucking November. 
And it obviously hasn't been that long, but it just feels like it's probably time for him to be healed. But I get that's high ankle injuries, man. They suck. December 9th. I'm just, I uh, did some searching while you were talking there. December 9th, I believe around then is when he went down. So we're approaching two months here. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time. But You'd rather it's break also your like leg. You have to be careful with the Leafs. And sorry to interrupt. Like you have to be careful with the Leafs because it's like he could be, you don't know. Like they're not going to tell us anything. They barely told us anything there. Yeah, nobody tells anyone anything, but yeah, yeah they're not going to put him in. I, I, I thought exactly. that this all-star break would be like the extra, let's just yeah. make sure. And then he'd kind of, not necessarily today, but by this weekend, like, but maybe he's got two and a half weeks more to heal. I don't know. I don't know if he's had setbacks. I don't know anything about those except that they're very difficult. So I don't know. I'm excited for him. Uh, I, I really hope that going into the playoffs, we have Samsonov, Wall, both are very capable. Um, I, th- I hope the conversation is much like it was last year. Like, who do we play? They're both playing fantastic. Like Samsonov and Murray last year, there's times where you're like, you know, they, they're both hot. Who do we play? I don't know who the number one is. And you just ride the hot hand and you have two options. I mean, that's a good problem to have. So I'm looking forward to having that. And my hopes is that we do have that going into the playoffs. And, you know, we have two capable goaltenders. And for that reason, I don't see why not with the way Wool can play and what his future and potential could be. And then the way Samsonov has reformed himself and played recently, if he can play at that level, then goaltending's not really a huge problem to me. You're not just going to go, I don't know. I just don't see like, go get Soros. Like how the fuck does that work? Then why? I just, I feel like these guys can be the guys. They can step up and be the dudes. And you need that in the playoffs and guys do it all the time. And uh, you, you wonder if it changes sort of the focus of the lease mentality as we get closer to March 8th, right? If they feel the need, like that's going to be, I think, a big time story over the next couple of weeks. Like does, how do they feel about Joseph Wallman? We'll find out in the next six weeks leading up to the deadline, how they feel about his certainty about coming back and recovering and being full bore and ready uh, for, from that high ankle sprain. Something to monitor at the very least. Um, I know saw, I saw some people were blasting Matthews, Marner, Nylander, and Riley for not practicing on Sunday. Like it's it's so Toronto that these guys can't even take a twenty four hour break just to chill out after a long weekend of of doing this and that. You know, you guys were bitching they didn't practice. Yeah, yeah. What are they going to get a little bit better on Sunday? Like smarten up, you guys. Those guys are exhausted. I mean, I think the biggest pain in the ass with All Star break would be getting carted around by. Um, you know, an NHL employee saying, then you guys got to go over here. Then we got to walk down here. Then we're going to get you in a truck. And we actually got to go over, move buildings over to this place where we're going to do this promo thing. I think you might've heard about it. And the guys are just like this, like, fuck, just wake me when it's over, man. And it, it's, it's understandable. You got them on display there. You're growing the game all the reasons why you do those things with fans and blah, blah, blah. But those guys are exhausted right now. And to have them go practice when they've already, they've been on the ice all weekend while other guys are filling their bellies full of booze, hitting the fucking beach in, in wherever the hell they go. <laughs> and you're mad that those guys didn't come and practice. Like you're talking about practice. Yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's ridiculous, man. I, uh, if I was the coach, I would say you guys, uh, you know, hydrate, rest, stretch, do some yoga, be ready to rock on Monday. But that's, uh, that's so Toronto to bitch at those guys that didn't go and practice yeah. on Sunday, like smart enough. It's a non-story. It's a non-story. Uh, you know, what is a story? Tyler Bertuzzi cut his hair and then yeah, the best part about this. it. 
he didn't he donated it to the kids with cancer which i thought was a really really good touch now automatically something like this happens was this more about his wife being like clean up your act and you look like a bum or is it more like ah it hasn't gone great so far in toronto maybe i can change things up i mean you've been around players quite a bit very superstitious well, his hair was getting so long. I'm like, what <laughs> is he doing with this, man? And it, it wasn't going good. I actually thought that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, give that thing a trim and get, give yourself a different look and, and come out and see if it changes anything up because he hasn't been, uh, I don't think he's been himself. I think he's had a little bit of problems finding his way here in, in a Maple Leafs uniform. So when I heard that, I was like, yes, I want to see this. And I don't know how short he went or what, but his hair was egregiously. I saw that picture. It's not cut yet. I want to see how... Uh, how short that guy goes. He doesn't do himself any favors with the jibs out and the pigtails. And yeah, good story. Cool. I mean, it is what it is. A guy cuts his hair and we got to talk about it. But, you know, yeah. good story. Why would you throw it in the garbage when you can give it to a good cause? And he obviously did the right thing there. And I want to see what he looks like in that bucket. And maybe Sam, maybe he's the opposite of Samson there. And he's got some, uh, some new powers with some shorter flow. Yeah, player is very superstitious. Maybe it helps here. We thought he scored in the in the final game, and then they called it back for some reason. Goalie interference that wasn't goalie interference, but I digress. But uh, obviously, Tyler Bertuzzi is going to have have to be a big piece for this team in the stretch drive to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Shots on goal, GA and PPG can make or break your week, but don't overlook BPMM. Wendy's is bacon, portobello, mushroom melt. Sure, may not help you win weekly prizes with Wendy's and daily faceoff fantasy, but unlike your predictions. It never disappoints. So try your luck. Don't push it because the bacon portobello mushroom melt is only back for a limited time. And if you miss it, you won't get a second chance. Sign up for Daily Faceoff today, sponsored by Wendy's and the Wendy's app. So it's the Leafs and the Islanders, third of three this season. The Leafs do not do well against this team, at least this year. Um, two one-goal losses, one in OT. Uh, but the Islanders, Rosie, one, two, and one under Patrick Waugh so far. I know that's kind of the the story for me. The John Tavares things happened. We've seen these guys. Um, we don't do well against them. It's not the most exciting game, but uh, it'll be good to to see Patty Waugh behind the bench there. I think that's a cool storyline. Kind of weird. I still haven't like wrapped my head around like why why the Islanders and I just didn't see him jumping on that job. But I mean, it's cool. I'm a Pat Waugh fan. Man, grew up with him being. The best, one of the best for sure through those, you know, I was a little young when they won it in Montreal, but all through those Colorado days, he was the bloody man. It was, uh, it's pretty cool. And then I want to, I want to see him get pissed off. I want to see Patty Waugh snap on like a ref or something. <laughs> Cause I always like it when he gets fired, he's a fiery Frenchman for sure. And I like that stuff. So yeah, that, that's kind of interesting. I don't know, man. It's, it's tough to come off that all-star break. Like I don't have huge expectations of them coming out flying, to be honest. Like, yeah, what's it going to look like? What's it going to look I'm, like tonight? I'm even like, oh, let's just get <laughs> into this one. It's like, and usually I'm like, you fuckers better be ready to go. But I don't know. It's hard to come off of that, man. Uh, you would, you'd think you'd be refreshed and, and ready to rock, and they, they should be. But I kind of have this feeling it's going to take them a minute to get going. It just, I don't know why I feel that. I'm just thinking about NHL hockey tonight and it's back. It seems like uh, we should kind of still be on break. I don't know why that is, but I don't know. It's sometimes might be hard, but guess what? Usually I expect them to be going and sometimes they're not. So maybe they've, uh, they're doing the opposites here and they're going to be ready to rock, but I'm more concerned about Sammy right now. I want to see how he plays. That's my big storyline right now is, is how does Sammy look in the, in the crease? Because um, the way he came back and rattled it off was so on his game. 
and I want to see if he can pick up where he left off after a little break. I think the key here, and the Leafs have won three in a row in four or five. Let's not lose sight of that. They ended uh, January off uh, on the right note, and they had to. But I think simplifying your game, and dude, we talk about that phrase all the time. I think moments like this is where you have to play that simplistic style. Like none of the bullshit between the legs in your D zone, get the puck out. Because I, I think that that's got to be instilled in the group by Sheldon Keefe. Like we know... You haven't played in eight days. Like, simplify the game. Easier said than done, though, right? Well, not really. It's not hard <laughs> to simplify the game. You just have to commit to it and wrap your head around it and say, yes, I will be on board with this game plan. And that's hard for guys um, like William Nylander and like Mitch Marner. They're, they're not off the glass, get it deep, chase it, guys. And I'm not asking them to dump and chase, but... I mean, and coming off the all-star game where that is all that it is, is dipsy doodling, dicking around with the the puck. But I I just, if this group can, it's such a double-edged sword because they're so talented up top. They have firepower and very high-skilled guys. That's their claim to fame. But by definition, those guys don't really play the most defensive style, yet your weakness is in your defense and in your D zone. So, I think that when the things go wrong for the Leafs, it's when they don't play simple. It's when they you they 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 get you know into too many high risk, low percentage plays, and it blows up in their face because they don't have the back end to shore it up and to, to save them when that blows up, and that blows up for everybody when you play that way. So if these guys can buy into a little bit of a simpler game plan, just that one that one or two plays per period where you f- try to force it where you just decide, nah, that's too that's too low percentage. I'm going on the wall with this, and I'm going to keep it to the outside and, and keep it deep, and we're going to live to fight another day. If they can adhere to that type of mentality, I think that's their only way to have success. And I think that's been our frustration this year to a point is because you don't really hear that from Sheldon Keefe. You're like, yeah. are you preaching like for them to fill up fill these holes or not? It doesn't seem like he always is, but... Like you said, as of recently, they have been playing a little bit tighter and they have been, you know, committing a little bit more to defense. And we'll see if the all-star break gave them, you know, the the edge to to feel that way and think that way tonight and see if they can pull off a good win against a team they traditionally struggle against. Yeah, and I think a lot of people in the chat have been bringing it up too. Like Sheldon Keefe watch is still on. Like you see what happened in Los Angeles over the break. At least in my opinion, it's still on. Like LA two months ago were the talk of the town, Cam Talbot was in the conversation for the Vesna Trophy, Todd McClellan in, in the combo for the Jack Adams, and two <laughs> months later, he's out of a job. It just shows you, and uh, funny how everything's intertwined. Jim Hiller is a former assistant of this team, now the interim head coach of the Los Angeles Kings. So they got to keep, they got to go on a bit of a string, a, a run. And I just, again, it's so hard to say, but like I want to see a different Maple Leafs team in the last, you know, 30-some-odd games of the season. And, 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 Hope is the big word they're going to use. Hope that things are rectified and they find their game here, Rosie. I know. And to me, it's always like the building blocks. You come out of training camp, the beginning preseason, and you get into the beginning of the season and and you're figuring out who you are and, and what things look like together. Because no matter how many names you put on paper and what those are, you don't know how they're going to work together, right? That chemistry is the unknown. It's the X factor that no one can no one can predict and no one can you know replicate every year so you put that team together you see how they do it you see how they're going what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what are your tendencies and to me i always say it's the building blocks you're putting building blocks together ah this makes sense oh this is where we shine oh this is what works together these are the lineups that that gel and you put those building blocks together and by the time you come to 
you know, say trade deadline, you should be sitting up pretty high saying, I know what we are. I know what works. I know what we need to rely on. And you just hope that the Leafs are doing that. But sometimes they do seem to be like, what was that effort? Like, have you learned nothing this year? You came out with yeah. that against that team and thought you were going to win. Like, how in the hell did you expect that to go your way? It's it's shocking to fans that, that follow the team. So you want to try to really eliminate those one step forward, two step back type of weeks, which they have, which all teams have. But you want to start to have those building blocks and that foundation to say, there, this is our, this is our, you know, our baseline, which is hopefully pretty damn good hockey. And you can just keep building from there. That's, that's the idea this time of year. And I mean, even thinking about like something to fire Sheldon Keefe before the playoffs would, I think it would just have to be some kind of disastrous play where everyone just bails on him. There's dissension within the locker room. Like it would have to be a fucking nightmare for them to fire him at this point. I really believe that. I think they're going to ride with Keefe into the playoffs uh, unless something wild happens. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I do think it's time for a new coach. But again, uh, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong with this team yeah. again. With the, it's been such a roller coaster season where I get too high on them, then they shit and you know, they puke themselves. So I'm just going to try to stay level headed for the rest of the way here with this team. The Batana wrap up. I wouldn't Sorry, mind go. if they did something like because every time like a change is coming, it's like we we expect it for weeks and weeks and like call for it. And then finally it happens because they're so (laughs) diligent about like taking their time. And if they just winged it one day and everyone's like, they just fired Keith. Like just Shane just said, fuck it. I'm doing this because I've thought about it and I'm pulling a trigger. That would be wild. I don't see it happening, but um, I don't know. Makes a interesting finish to the year. I, I hope it doesn't go that way. I don't think that it will. I'm hoping these guys take little steps towards playing better hockey every day. I'm with you, but there were moments and times throughout this season where it should have happened. It could have happened. It didn't happen. Like, I don't know why they would do that this late yeah. in the game. I mean, like you've I pretty much set us enough. set it without saying it that, yeah, we're, we're tied to this guy. We believe in this guy. No. Yeah. It, it, all signs point to them going in with him. I, I totally agree. And I was just touching on the fact that nothing ever surprises us. Really? I don't think um, true. it's usually some. Build up it a bit. Yeah, a little bit. True. Yeah. True. True. In yeah. the summertime, but I don't think we're paying attention that much. And no. you know, in the summertime, that's when stuff happens. When you're like, "Oh shit, I'm on vacation." What you just hear? What did what happened there? But no, I think they're riding with Keith, and I would not want them to make a change right now. If they did, I would have done it kind of before Christmas. But it would have to be a nightmare for them. It would be awful if they fired yeah. post All Star game, fired their coach. I think that's the sign of of a team that's in a disastrous place. The Batano wrap up presented by Batano.ca. The game starts now. Nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. Um, I'll be honest. I'm probably not going to bet for a couple of days. I'm, I'm still trying to get over that loss to Edmonton a couple of weeks ago where I just came on the show and I'm like, they're winning this game. They go up 2 nothing and they shit themselves. But I think if there's one thing I would look at, maybe somebody from the weekend continues the progression. I think uh, it, it is an advantage for guys like Barzal and the Islanders. And I think the guys in the Leafs, they played over the weekend. Like some of these guys haven't played in a while. So maybe you look at a, a Matthews anytime goal or, a Nylander and I would look at the under like I think both teams would be very happy and committed to a, a very uneventful hockey game and I think it would benefit both sides so uh, I'm looking at the under in this one 
I would agree with that. There's there's reason for them both to be a little sluggish, try to get their legs back, to be more protective of, holy, I got to get back. I mean, the NHL is so fast and intense that I could see everyone kind of protecting themselves from being exposed and coming out a little bit weary and being a little more on the defensive side of the puck and not taking chances. And if Sammy's playing as well as uh, as he was when he went into all-star break, you know, his numbers are good. Percentages are good. I think the under would be a good play on today. If, if, uh, if there was any. Appreciate that. Okay. We'll ride together. Uh, I mean, lastly, we, we wanted to touch on the hockey Canada announcement. I know some of you, uh, namely Eric in the chat saying, well, throwing shade at us. that we're never going to talk about it. So we'll, we'll bring it up. Um, there's a news conference, I believe by London police later on today, I guess a couple hours after the show goes off air. And uh, it's the beginning of a long, long road, I think, that's going to be long and and winding. Long and ugly road, no doubt. No fun for anyone. And all I can say is that not one of us listening to these press clippings or anything has a clue what happened that night. So keep keep your judgments and your prejudices to yourself until the best process that we could possibly come up with takes place to figure out what happened that night. And then you feel free to make your judgments. If you want to point fingers and start saying this, that, and the other thing, but these guys are vehemently, you know, declaring their innocence. People get accused of things all the time that, that don't necessarily go that aren't necessarily the way they, they seem. And people are calling these guys rapists and everything. I think that's insane. We live in a society that, does not do that to people until they're proven guilty. And if that takes place, you go to town on these guys, but I'm reserving my judgment as we're supposed to until, you know, the process has taken place where they get everything on the table and look at all the facts and say, either this did happen or it didn't. So just, I would urge people to keep your opinions to yourself until it comes out until the court of law takes place, because you don't know what happened that night. Fucking nobody does. So keep your mouth shut until you figure out what happened on both sides of the spectrum, whether you're leaning towards innocence or guilt or whatever, don't lean towards anything until the facts are out there. It's just common sense. Yeah. And that, and that was the big thing. Why, to be honest, we really haven't talked about it to this point. What can we say without knowing anything um, evidence wise or anything that's come out in this case? I mean, you're pretty tied up unless you want to be a fucking idiot, accuse somebody of something, then you get in big time trouble. So that's why we sort of steer cleared of the conversation. I think the big thing in this too, is the hockey Canada portion, the cover up, Right. Um, and, and that's yeah. why I think people are jumping to conclusions, but I, I think that's a really, really well put sort of uh, reply to that is the fact that people already, you know, judging one way or another. Like I, I want to see this go through the legal process and go from there, you know? Yeah. And there's lots of question marks, which is why you have to put it through the legal process. Like yeah. she was paid off. Was that because, Oh, it was so bad. We got to pay it off. Or does that happen where it's just like, here's another person looking for a handout who was in a position where I don't know, they got to go find that out. Um, There was an investigation already done on it and it was closed and it said nothing to see here. Why was that closed? Was that, you know, negligence or was that because nothing of value happened that night that you could point to a horrendous crime taking place? Also, this girl, this accuser has already been paid off and she's got the money. So to go through this again and to be put in the public eye, it's probably a very unpleasant experience. I don't believe that she has a lot to gain financially anymore. So that would lead to the thing. Well, geez, she just wants justice. So that would point, you know, towards a certain light on the other side of things. So again, you don't know what's going on. There's lots of moving parts here. The, the hockey Canada. Yeah. It's a, 
it's a bad look and there's yeah. lots of stuff going on and hockey Canada is not in a good place and yeah. they probably were ran you know without a lot of scrutiny and and did things in a in a in an ugly way so again there's lots to come out. I'm curious to how much of this information during the process is going to be public. Um, you hear about a video taking place with strictly for the strictly for the intent of proving consent. Like that's kind of out there as there's a video that exists. I've yeah. talked to people who have seen it. So yeah. what does that mean in the future? And 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 what can happen after that fact that, that, that could negate that? There's so many moving parts. I'm not a lawyer, but at the end of the day, I'm glad it goes into the court of law because that's what it's for is to find the truth. The thing that just bothers me is when people already pass judgment before there is anything to judge on besides a headline. So that, that that's the only thing I can say about it is keep your, keep your opinions to yourself until this comes out. And once the, the verdict and the, the facts are on the table and either these things are convictions or, or not, then you can have your opinion. All right, Rosie, uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, you're back on Wednesday, right? Carter Hutton's going to be in the mix tomorrow. That is correct. <laughs> nice little shout out to uh, Billy Madison, right? That's right. Oh, a young buck like you picks that up. I work oh, with some younger movies, guys, buddy. man, and it's like they've never seen Happy Gilmore. They've never seen anything. I guess I'm getting old, but man, it's it's odd when some younger kids haven't seen the classic classic comedy movies, which they don't make anymore, to be honest. Dude, it's, it's incredible you say that. So I was texting Rosie off air that I went to a party for All-Star and Cuba Gooding Jr. was there. And I told some people mm-hmm. who were we'll say around 25 and they had no clue who Cuba Gooding Jr. was. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you think he's most famous for? Yeah. Jerry Maguire, man. Yeah. Like it's, what was that other football one there? He was really good. Uh, radio or something. Yeah. I think it was radio. Yeah. Well, like, I don't know. Maybe just talks to the era and speaks to the era. But like, I remember this guy vividly and like, it was so cool to see him in person over the weekend a couple of times, but uh, we'll talk on Wednesday. Okay, bud. If you think about a person who was born who was 10 years old in 2010, why the hell would they know anything? I don't know. I get it. I get it. Watch a but movie. We're getting old. I think we're getting old. It's the- yeah, I know. I'm just trying to come to I'm trying to come to the grips with that, but also like rom-coms are still a big thing and Jerry Maguire is still a really big movie in terms of rom-coms, so just check it out and you'll know. Yeah, if you're that age, there's a lot of good 90s shit you go back and watch. <laughs> Lots of good shit. Okay, Rosie, Soak talk Wednesday. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are fantastic. Producer Vic, bang up job. I know you're playing under the weather, but Vic was uh, our MVP without question over at the uh, Seagram's Whiskey VO studio last week at Sponsorship X. So thanks for that. And uh, thank you, everybody listening. We'll, we'll talk tomorrow. It's uh, Carter Hutton back in the mix. So uh, talk then.